Hello, Promo Cares. Welcome to our, our, our additional video podcast here. We're so excited today because I am here with a co-host. I don't know which way she is on your screen, but Denise, I feel like Brady Bunch, is here from Fairware, another board member. So this is the first time that we've done an interview together. So uh, let's, let's buckle in and get going. So uh, we have Empowered here. Thank you for coming here today and being with us all the way from, that's Brooklyn in the background, right? That's what we're seeing. Manhattan is in the background. Oh, we're in Brooklyn. So cool. So cool. So they've got a great view. We can already tell that. Um, so John, go ahead. Really cool. Used to be really cool. <laughs> it is still cool, and it will be again. It'll be great. Of course. <laughs> so we've got John uh, Salzinger, who is founder of Empower and currently does business development, and then we've got Sangha Jong, and she is the CEO. So welcome, welcome. We're so happy you are here. So um, we're going to start here just with a personal level and kind of figure out and hear so that our listeners kind of get to know a little bit more about you as far as uh, when you found this social impact in your life. And uh, was it when you were younger, older, and, and why, why is it so important today to you? Uh, for me, you know, it was well before the beginning of the company in 2012. Uh, it was just an upbringing. It's a progressive upbringing by both my parents, uh, very liberal uh, left-leaning. Um, I, I lent a little more left than they were. Um, <laughs> and um, I used to think that, you know, the way to accomplish this was through, you know, the government you know, protecting the environment, etc. I've actually changed in the last few years, um, thanks to the administration in the U.S., I would say. Um, and I'm really sort of pleased that the private sector has the opportunity and is taking the opportunity to um, care about people and planet because unfortunately, it's not being done by those that we pay our taxes to and that we expect uh, to do so. You know, we're in Brooklyn, New York, uh, and it's a tough place to be right now because of those who haven't really done their jobs, but it does open up an opportunity for companies like ours, B Corps and Benefit Corporations to do our job collectively, and it's gonna take every company to do this. Um, but I would say it goes way back to just parents that cared about people and planet, ingrained that in my head. I'd done a lot of things before this from, you know, Associated Press, Heartland Payment Systems, I've done a myriad of different things um, that sort of got me ready to sort of set a company off. Um, and then at this point, you know, I feel like it's a great opportunity for Empower to grow. That's awesome. Parents, they're important. What about you? My background's a little bit different. I was born in South Korea before it had really developed as an economy. So I was born into uh, pretty dire circumstances. We didn't have running water or electricity in our homes, um, in our homes, excuse me. And uh, we used kerosene lights, kerosene lanterns. And I always um, wanted to go into the area of environment and development and sustainability because of my background and the way I had grown up. Um, at some stage, though, you know, and this was before B Corps existed, um, before going into policy work, I decided that I wanted to learn some really practical skills to be able to bring them into um, an emerging market. So I decided to go into business and I started at Procter & Gamble and learned as much as I could about consumer products. 
fell in love with everything, you know, having to do with products and stayed in uh, largely the beauty industry for about two decades before Empowered found me four years ago. And it just felt like a full circle moment, you know, having grown up with the Karen C. Lantern, you know, now we create, now I'm able to help uh, create and distribute um, our solar lights to those you know, who can use them not only in uh, markets where they're used for recreation, but also in emerging markets where um, it's a source of light that's clean energy that helps replace the, the noxi noxious fumes and, um, you know, the health hazards caused by not only kerosene, but firewood as well. So really proud to be here. Yeah, yeah that's pretty impressive. All right, Denise, you go. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think what would be awesome for folks to hear about is just a, a little bit more about the, the company, how you guys started, and what's your, like, what's that social impact model of business? It's quite unique in, in the promotional product space. There's not a lot of social enterprises in this industry. You guys are one of the few. And I think it'd be great for folks to understand just your model. Like, what is it that uh, differentiates you, and how are you getting products into uh, those communities? via the promo space or the retail space in North America and, and elsewhere? Well, secondarily, I would say that all of our vendors and retailers and resellers, including some promo companies we've worked with, uh, help us. So it takes a lot of participation and a full community to try to do what we're doing at scale. Um, so as an example, one of our promotional companies, every single order they do, uh, they give 10% to our gift program. And our gift program allocates uh, lights and mobile chargers out to um, 90 different countries. Um, any natural disaster that's going on uh, at the time, we've been there. We work through over 700 NGO and nonprofit partners. So everyone from the UN to Team Rubicon, Save the Children, et cetera. Um, the, primary, the primary model is a scaled model. Um, and so what we do is we rely heavily on developed world sales, whether that be promotional uh, mm -hmm. or corporate. Uh, or retail, which is primary for us. Um, and that enables us to produce scale and thus better margins and to thus reduce margins and then be able to set our pricing at affordable localized levels for those who need it, whether if it's a capacity building setting in Southeast Asia or Sub-Saharan Africa uh, or a natural disaster like Puerto Rico. One example there is 100,000 lights went to Puerto Rico between the earthquake and the hurricane that prefaced it. Um, to date, Four million lives impacted um, with just 14 employees um, and about 2 million U.S. tons of CO2 averted in the process. And that's just an NGO market. So if any of us on this call had a light, we wouldn't count the averting. Okay. And where did the idea come from? Like what was the genesis of the company? Yeah. So solar light, um, there were lanterns, there was light, um, but there was a huge white space. And what we're really good at is looking around at markets and seeing, you know, it may exist already, but taking a whole bunch of different technologies and figuring out how they might work together. So the, the influx of LEDs, um, you know, ferric batteries and lithium ion batteries, um, plastics in such a way that it can create form and function in a really wonderful mixture. Um, you know, we have a lantern that we basically turned upside down. Uh, you literally don't need to hold it right side up um, because it doesn't have any sort of kerosene or real flame. It's safe. It's portable. It's lightweight. It's collapsible. We've hit 40,000 in a container. You blow life into your light. It's a really exciting new object 
uh, in a space that one would have thought of as crowded, but we actually thought that this was one of the most important capacity building elements to life in emerging markets, mm -hmm. but also one that appeals to developed world consumers so that they could definitely subsidize that initiative. And they have, frankly, we've sold millions of lights. Um, so that's kind of the way we kind of look at it. Um, the moments have been, you know, many. Some guy has heard in her life, I've had mine. Um, but right after sort of food, um, medical, right, water is light. Mm -hmm. And so for us, that was something that could be commoditized for good. Right. And, uh, you know, you mentioned that your, your retail primary, like that's your core market and you've gotten into the co-branded promotional space. What got you into this space? Was it, was it corporate clients coming to you saying we want a co-brand and then you're, you know, you found your way into the market or was it a deliberate part of the original plan? Um, I would just say that, you know, part of the reason why our lights look the way they do, um, they're inflatable, many of our lights. They have space for a company to really like put their logo and their branding on it. So as an example, we've worked with Citizen Watch and Good360. And Citizen Watch, every time they sold one of their lights, excuse me, one of their um, Echo watches, um, which is driven by light of any source, um, they would get, give away a Lucy light that had a typeface, it had a, a logo, a Citizen logo, and a watch face on the top of it. And so the fact that we're able to utilize the plastic around our light for diffusion and for logoing and for, you know, SMUs, special SKUs uh, for retailers. Uh, there's so many different elements to why we've designed it that way. And the promotional space fit right in, as did, as you would know, our price point. Mm -hmm. Very important. So I think also for corporations, um, especially those that are interested in sustainability, you know, do have a CSR branch, et cetera, but maybe that's not the focus of what they do day in and day out. They found, you know, collaboration with our company to be very unique because not only are we a B Corp, but we are a benefit corporation as well, which means that, you know, our mission is just as important as profit and how we run our business. And that has been the case from the inception of the company um, almost eight years ago. So um, again, for these corporations who are looking for a unique gift, a unique item to really market themselves, you know, they're finding that not only is our product perfect, but our mission is genuine. And, um, you know, just the very setup of our company is sort of ideal uh, for whatever purpose they're looking for. Are you finding it, um, you know, when you're working with resellers, so you guys are working, you know, uh, directly with promotional product distributors, you also have a, a promotional supplier, Compass Promos, if folks are looking for your product in our industry, they can go there and, and source, source your product. Are you finding that the resellers have what they need to tell your story and sell your product? Like, do they have the knowledge you know, the marketing assets, the desire, the client base, like are you seeing growth in the promo market and are you seeing um, a sales force that's able to sell the product, you know, eloquently uh, and tell your story? So we are, but we also recognize that it's a newer space and your company actually um, is one that has really helped uh, make some inroads into the space. Uh, I remember very early on before actually meeting you, um, seeing LinkedIn posts yeah. on your company and, um, and actually wondering if, you know, there was a similar type of company here in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, 
you know, I know when we set up the partnership with Compass, which is a few years old now, um, they said that they didn't have anything in their catalog that, you know, spoke to our mission in the same way that, you know, uh, now they've even set up a program to donate one like for every 10 sold. So they were very excited about bringing this into the promotional space um, and felt that it offered them an advantage versus selling, you know, another ballpoint pen. You know, I'm saying that in a very reductionist sort of way. But, um, but interestingly, John and I went on a couple of sales calls with them and we found that, you know, some education was required uh, because, you know, we're not, um, an easily recognizable item as well, like a mug or a pen. You know, there's some education behind the solar aspect of our lights. And then on top of that, to provide the education on our mission and, um, you know, our outreach um, just takes a little bit, you know, more effort. But uh, we think that it certainly brings additional value that companies are looking for these days. Yeah, I would just, I would add that, you know, it doesn't matter if you're a consumer. Um, with newer buying habits there, where you can sort of vote with your purchase to buy from a better company um, or a buyer at a promotional company or a retail company, um, people do want to make a difference. And so we've been an agent of change and we've been a vehicle for people to go home and feel good about what they did that day. I mean, the amount of lights that we've given out or deployed through NGOs around the world is enormous um, through corporations. And, you know, as an example, we are on Amazon um, and Amazon has us on their disaster relief um, a programming as well. Walmart has used us in the Walmart Foundation with International Medical Corps and, and the list just goes on and on. But honestly, I think one of the major um, levers is the human behind the, behind the buying title, right? People want to do good. People want to be involved in this. And for us, we've, we'll tug on heartstrings all day long to make this mission and this company work. Um, and in, there is something very gratifying about being able to help people. You know, 4 million lives and 14 people. It's a good ratio, you know, we're trying to yeah. push, push yeah. it. It's amazing. Um, you know, one thing, like just to build on, on, on that, I mean, I think there's this uh, incredible ability to just leverage your purchasing power to drive change. And, and folks are getting it, buyers are getting it. I think buyers are becoming younger. Um, and people who are more value driven are getting into positions where they're writing the check, so to speak. And, and, uh, it's been refreshing to see people start to drive, whether it's an organic catering company or, uh, you know, a, a green office supply company, you're seeing folks just make subtle changes in their purchasing powers. It's pretty, and it's encouraging. One thing that I think I, I love about you folks that I find quite refreshing is coming from retail, um, you're bringing like a visual identity and uh, visual assets, photography, video into the market and through, you know, come, you know, through compass and, and whether we're working directly. Um, and it's, it's a rare thing in, in our industry. And I would say that like in the promotional space for me as a reseller, for me to sell product, it's tough to get gorgeous photos. It's tough to get lifestyle photos that show that use case. And you talked a little bit, you know, it's different than a mug, it's different than a pen. And, and having a, a white box shot of a solar lantern, it's like, well, that's interesting. But having a beautiful photo of someone with a string of lanterns over a picnic table or out on a hike or camping or in a tent, it just makes it easier to sell. So it's something that, you know, as we, as um, we talk to social impact entrepreneurs, I think 
you know, in our industry for all of the suppliers, thinking beyond, uh, you know, just having a good product and having a good price and these really utilitarian selling, selling points to what is the experience? What's that use case? What's not only in your supply chain and not only in the impact side of it, but even the product itself, like what is that experience that you're going to get with that product? And I've, you know, we've just started trying to sell your product and I found it's kind of an easy product to sell when you show the adventure, you show the picnic, you show the, you know, the night out with friends at a picnic table. Um, it's like, yeah, that's a great gift. Like that is a great, useful thing. And I, and I, I think sometimes about the utility of products is an often overlooked aspect of sustainability. And, and it's something that I, I appreciate about yours. I, I know we're kind of- I want to interject one second, because I don't want to get creative already, because we have some incredibly talented people uh, we have two people in our entire creative team and they, they do everything. And then on top of that, what's really authentic and I think important to share is many of our photos come from NGOs or come from ambassadors. We've never paid an ambassador a dollar. These are people that are using our life. We create product for humans and in turn, in return, they send us incredible authentic imagery of how it's actually used, whether that's in emerging markets or the developed uh, world. Um, so I think a lot of that rings true. Um, and again, that community building. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I just, oh, I'm so sorry. One other comment because I love how you uh, laid out, you know, something you appreciate about our brand. And you know, empowered actually is an acronym for micro power design. So micro means you know a small portable item. Uh, power refers to the clean energy that powers all of our products. But design is where we love to excel because we really do see the consumer, be it the end consumer in an emerging market or a consumer here in the US or Canada or the retailer, whoever the consumer is, um, we want them to feel wowed by our product. It's not just a utilitarian product, but form and function work together to really create something joyful and you know we want people to want these items as they're going on whatever adventure you know yeah. they're going on um, as they're gifting a product. Um, our our lights are some of the most gifted giftable products, especially you know around the holidays because they're completely unique, unisex, you know, no age required. Um, they're fun and they're useful and they're just joyful. So thank you for noticing that. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a refreshing change, uh, you know, in our, in our space, because I think a lot of people in our space don't think about that kind of visual identity um, in the same way that retailers do. So you can kind of, I, for me, I often look at suppliers and I can tell if they're coming through a retail primary channel just by how they look and show up in their marketing and experience. So I just had one last question and, um, you know, as a, we're a founding Canadian B Corp. We've been a B Corp for 11, 12 years now. Um, and, uh, you know, we have a lot of reasons for why, what drove us there and why it was important for us in this space. Um, I'm curious why you guys pursued the B Corp certification and uh, just maybe what it's brought to your, to your business, whether it's for your employees, um, for the markets and the markets you serve. Um, from, from the day, from day one, when we founded the company, um, we were a B Corp. Um, whether you look at a Unilever or a Patagonia or a Ben and Jerry's, um, it is the way of the future. Consumers do purchase and make purchase decisions based on the companies they're buying from. Um, 
I, I break it down a little more simply. I just think that uh, capitalism is great. Um, if it's bailed out by socialism every 10 years, no, just kidding. Capitalism is great if, um, if it's used to incentivize need, right? And you're selling something that someone wants. It can be as simple as, you know, a little kid selling lemonade on a hot day because someone's thirsty. If you stay true to that, if you're fulfilling needs, right? Light is a need for human beings. Um, and so that's kind of what we are. A B Corp and a benefit corporation rang true. A B Corp, as you know, tells the world that that's what you do. And the benefit corporation part of it holds you accountable to your shareholders. So for us, it's been natural and, and very easy to do. And even at times when people are trying to push you too far on the profit side, you can also move to the impact side and vice versa. So it creates uh, a decent tension and balance uh, in a company. And whenever we aren't in this company anymore, if that ever happens, that will continue. And so the formation was really, really important for us from day one. Awesome. Well, those are my questions. I know, you know, the, 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 the Pearl Cares Gang, our agenda is really just to drive some awareness in the industry and try and get people to, to move in a new direction towards a more sustainable uh, future and, and, you know, support the businesses that are driving change like you folks and bring some awareness to you. So I'm grateful that you're here. Carrie, I don't know if you have any other questions or wrap up or. We love your business. We love your business and what you're doing. Keep going. Yeah. yeah. Yep, they're awesome. So thank you for being here today. You both, it's very inspiring in, in, in the times that we're in full disclosure in the midst of all this COVID fun. Um, it's been, it, it's nice to see inspiration and it's nice to see people that are being innovative and I, I see that. And so as a distributor, even in Arizona, it's like, oh my gosh, I got to get out there. And you, you make me strive to be better. And I hope that's the case with anyone listening to this, the little tweaks that you can make or, you know, selling something along the lines of empowered. It's just, it's a, it's a very inspiring story. So thank you for your time today. We really appreciate you being here. <laughs> yeah, I want to add one thing because both Sangha and I uh, had COVID and got through it and we're okay, thankfully, but it was harrowing. Um, and we owe it to our team to, to shout them out for keeping the business going as they did at, on the days that we weren't feeling well. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you guys are on the up track and feeling healthy again. Six miles, running six miles. It's over. I know. <laughs> good. Good. And she had it much worse than I did. I really did. Really did. We're so thankful you pulled through and thank you for spending the time. I'm sure it's precious right now with everything else going on. So thank yeah. you. No, thank you for the opportunity. All right.